You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. You're listening to The Chris and Joe Show on Big Blue View Radio, your go-to source for New York Giants analysis. Pressure from Thomas off the edge. Eli Manning stays on his feet, airs it out down the field. It is caught by Tyree. Welcome back to The Chris and Joe Show, presented to you by SB Nation and Big Blue View. I am Joe DeLeon, joined by Chris Flum for today's episode where we will be previewing the New York Giants' next matchup, that being against the Arizona Cardinals, another NFC West opponent, another tough team that has some strong offensive pieces that the Giants are going to need to be well prepared for especially considering Washington stepped up to the plate against Pittsburgh to now tie the lead in the NFC East. And while the Giants still have that tiebreaker, they are going to need to finish strong to avoid any situations where they might be one game back in order to win the NFC East. So this Arizona Cardinals team, Chris, is led by one of the most talented young quarterbacks in the NFL, arguably the best second-year quarterback in the league right now. Kyler Murray has been fantastic thus far. Some games he's been inconsistent. Some defenses have found ways to slow him down. But to say the least, a guy that that has 32 total touchdowns is someone who is not very easy to stop. And it all comes down to his athletic profile, his compact size, and his overall elite arm talent. Yeah, Kyler Murray, even as a rookie, he was a problem for defenses, and he is just getting to be that much more of a problem for defenses as he develops, as he gets more experience, and as the Cardinals continue to build around him. You know, looking back, it's kind of funny, and we were talking about this a little bit before we started recording. It's a little bit funny how all of the pre-draft knocks on Kyler Murray about how he was too small to play in the NFL. Uh, you know, he's a running quarterback. You know, can he adapt to a pro system? He's played in Lincoln Riley's spread offense. You know, all of these things, and he's basically turned right around and made those the strengths of his game. He is incredibly hard to bring down behind the line of scrimmage. Yeah, you know, his. Small size makes him a small target for pass rushers. He is incredibly quick. He has almost defensive back feet. He is fast, and his arm talent is like he's basically a smaller, quicker Patrick Mahomes. He has the ability to th- make any throw you ask of him accurately from just about any platform and arm slot. It's kind of amazing to watch him play. Yeah, he he's not your typical 
prototype at quarterback, not the guy that's six foot three with a, a strong wide build. This is a guy that's five foot nine, is an elite athlete physically. We don't have a 40 time, but it's it's rumored it's sub four four that is how fast he is as an athlete. The the fun comp that you hear, and I know people hate it when you try to compare anyone to Barry Sanders, but that's kind of what he's like as a quarterback. He's a guy that is elusive. He's hard to tackle. He avoids contact. And when he tries to get rid of the football, he can do it on any platform. He can make and, and these aren't these aren't dump off throws that he makes. There are throws that he will make that are 15 to 20 yards down the field in a tight window on the sideline. And while his receivers or his tight ends might not catch all of these footballs, you have to sit and be in awe by a throw like that from a second-year quarterback. There are going to be a number of plays where he is going to make, and you might be a bit shocked in this game against Arizona. Now, if we have to mention... His number one target right now, it has to be DeAndre Hopkins, who is one of the best receivers in the league. He's got over 1,000 yards right now, 85 receptions, five touchdowns. Teams have tried to do whatever they can to shut this guy down, but it is a lot easier said than done. And this is going to be a different matchup than the one that we saw last week when they had to face against DK Metcalf. Yeah, Metcalf is a big, strong, athletic freak of a wide receiver. New Hopkins is not. In fact, if you, it's kind of interesting. If you go back and compare his stats to his teammate, Larry Fitzgerald, they are pacing each other through similar points in their careers. And they're very similar receivers through through this, this point in Hopkins' career. He is not a burner by any stretch of the imagination. He is probably about a four five, four five five or so receiver. He's not fast, but he is a fantastic route runner. He is he gets the psychology of a defense. He understands defensive coverage concepts, how to attack them, and he has just ridiculously good hands. Where Metcalf, you know, he would go through series phases you know what stretches whatever you want to call them where he would just derp out and drop the ball that would hit him in the hands you know we saw that against last week against seattle that doesn't happen with hopkins if it gets even if the ball gets even remotely near him he's coming down with it yeah that's the one thing that you hear a lot when talking about deandre hopkins and this is kind of like a funny reverse evaluation of him when cd lamb was coming out that was the comparison that you heard. He's not going to be a 4-4 burner. He runs around a 4-5-40, but what makes him so talented and dangerous is elite route running skills. I would very easily argue he is a much better route runner than DK Metcalf is. And we, we talked about this. Metcalf is an elite speed type player, a unique physical player, but he does not possess the lateral quickness to run certain routes. DeAndre Hopkins, on the other hand, has one of the most diverse route trees in the NFL. He can cut on a dime. He can get open on a dime. He is somebody that I would argue is very different in terms of um, a matchup for for James Bradbury. So Bradbury is going to be put in a position where he has to be on his game. He can't get beat on any cuts on any of his routes. Other, otherwise, he's going to keep killing him for... Heck, Hopkins is a guy who will pick up 
seven yard catches throughout the entirety of the game and end up finishing with 150. He's not a guy that has to have 20 to 25 yard receptions to kill you. Those seven yard catches by Hopkins on an every other play basis is what is going to frustrate the Giants defense if they don't play him appropriately. Yeah, absolutely. And part of what makes Hopkins so dangerous, and we'll get into this a little bit as we focus into or focus on the Cardinals' offensive strengths is how they use him and how they construct their offense. It it almost wasn't fair for the NFL, for the Houston Texans to trade Hopkins to the Cardinals because he is almost a perfect fit for Kyler Murray for this offense. And we talk about James Bradbury getting matched up on Hopkins, but it will it probably will not be that simple. This offense is based in air raid concepts. So we pretty much know where the different receivers are going to be. Just so those teams can play faster, they generally leave their receivers in one spot. But knowing where he's going to line up and knowing what the offense is going to do as far as route concepts or route uh, play design are two very different things. So to bring up the first offensive strength on this team, besides the two very talented players we've already acknowledged, their offensive scheme is a big reason why they've had success against teams that arguably have better defensive talent compared to their offensive players. And and what they run with their air raid style offense, a variation brought to the NFL that offense creates a lot of mismatches and confusion for opposing defenses. What we see is using a lot of motion, a lot of read option type plays, a ton of gun to open up plays for their athletic receivers and running backs. You'll see either motion, you will see some type of a fake handoff um, by by Kyler who will throw it or sometimes he will keep it and run you also see a fake keep by Kyler that keeps the defense honest and then also the big key here Chris is that they love to flow a play in one direction and then redirect the other way and throw the ball in that opposite direction that is enough to make a, a defense second guess and we know that the NFL is one of the sports professional sports or sorry, football is one of the few sports out there that if you hesitate for a quick second, you can make an egregious mistake that will seriously hurt you. Football at the NFL level, I'm on both sides of the ball, all three sides of the ball. It really is a team game where if one guy even hesitates, the entire structure of the play can be thrown off. It can all fall apart. And one of the things Cliff Kingsbury's offense does is it it likes to attack individual defenders, put them in, put them in conflict and then make them wrong. And like you said, they use a ton of motion, a ton of misdirection, uh, fake handoffs, read option, uh, run pass option plays. They use a bunch of RPOs in their offense. And one of the things that makes this so difficult is that Cliff Kingsbury is very, very good structuring and sequencing his offense where we saw this last year where they they will call plays for a very particular reason where even if it isn't a successful play the fact that they got the defense looking in that direction 
is useful because they will show the the exact same thing later in the game, maybe even later in the drive, and then do something completely different based off of that, where you get the defense flowing in one direction, you train them to flow in one direction, and then you make them completely wrong. Right, and, and that college-style approach is something that we see across the FBS that creates some very potent offenses, and it being brought to the NFL, you can understand why the Arizona Cardinals have had early success, because right now there's not entirely a definite answer to stopping it. There have been games like when they played New England, where they were slowed down a little bit, but other performances have been an indication that there's not much you can do to limit this offense with the amount of weapons they have and the the quality of schematic coaching that they have on the offensive side of the ball. In terms of weaknesses, one thing that stands out is a, a lack of ability to protect Kyler Murray in passing situations. And it's extremely obvious that this offensive line is not very good against extra pressure, so more than a four-man front. If extra pressure is sent by an opposing defense, they have a tendency to collapse. But Chris, that almost means nothing when you have a guy who has the capability of throwing out of anything. He can throw while being pressured and work his his way away from pressure and still make difficult throws. Yeah, and Kyler Murray, he covers up a lot of problems with this offensive line. Now, their offensive line is better than it was a year ago. Their best offensive lineman is probably Justin Pugh, familiar name for the Gi- for Giants fans. He is playing pretty well this year, but an offensive line is still more than one guy, one guard especially. But like you said, that almost doesn't matter with Kyler Murray because he can run away from pressure. He is so quick. He can make pass rushers just straight up miss when it seems like he is all but sacked. And he can make just about any throw to anywhere on the field. He can throw 50 yards back against the grain of the play for a 20-yard gain to the opposite side of the field while on the run. That is just not a normal thing for quarterbacks to be able to do. And just as a tangent, sidebar, whatever, I think it really does have to come down with Murray's baseball background, which is something we are starting to see more of with quarterbacks entering the league. And we saw it with Russell Wilson. I believe Patrick Mahomes has a baseball background. Kyler Murray, we know he was drafted in the first round of the MLB draft as well. And in baseball, a lot of times, especially for fielders, you have to be able to make accurate long throws from awkward positions. You know, a shortstop throwing across to first base or outfielder throwing back to the cutoff man or maybe even all the way back to the catcher and do it on the run uh, on a moment's notice. And I think that really does help Kyler Murray to be able to be as dangerous as he is while throwing on a moment's notice, avoiding pressure. It's so odd to look at the statistics of this offensive line because they've only allowed 20 sacks on the year, which is a number that you're not really going to look at and say like, wow, that's that's a bad offensive line. But as everything we've just described here, you can clearly tell that Kyler Murray is a guy that makes his offensive line look better in the box score than they actually are. So that, that baseball, baseball style background helps Kyler Murray, helps him um, play away from 
any contact and pressure from opposing defenses because he is so elusive and he is so good at throwing on the run. We're going to talk about the defense coming up very soon. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Getting into the key players to know on this Cardinals defense, the two that come to mind have to be Buda Baker and Patrick Peterson. Now, Patrick Peterson leads the team with six passes defended, and Buda Baker, conversely, leads the team with 94 tackles. He also has two interceptions and four passes defense. Chris, if we're to, to talk about one guy more than the other, it would have to be Buda Baker for me. Peterson is still a strong, good corner. Not the same guy that he was when he was younger, because let's be honest, he's been in the league for a long time. He's starting to Regress slightly, but Buda Baker is the young gun in this group. He is a talented, dynamic playmaker, a, a roaming guy that has very good range and justifiably the highest paid safety in the NFL because of what he can do. Yeah, it, I you could compare Buda Baker to Jamal Adams, but he is a better, more consistent coverage player while still being really good at coming downfield. Uh, he is... I think what the Giants are hoping Xavier McKinney will develop into. He is a very smart player. He allows them to do a lot with their defense because he can play deep. He can play in the box, close to the line of scrimmage. He can cover. He can cover in man. He can cover in zone. He can be disruptive in the pass, and he's a good run defender. Patrick Peterson is the big name in this defense still, especially with Chandler Jones out and dealing with a. I believe it was a torn bicep was what ended his season. Might have to check on that. But Buda Baker is right now kind of the glue that's holding the the Cardinals secondary together. Yeah, Baker is making up for maybe some of the lesser talented guys in the group, but a big reason why they have slowed down some opposing passing attacks. They're allowing under 250 passing yards per game, and the big attribution has to go to Buda Baker based on what he has done so early on in his NFL career. Discussing strengths for this Cardinals defense goes perfectly in line with the two guys that we just brought up. They're, they have a very versatile secondary, and the way that they structure their coverages, not exactly telling right off the bat what they're bringing to the table on each play 
allows them to be opportunistic to knock the ball away and also force some turnovers. We already mentioned that Patrick Peterson has a good amount of passes defended, and we also mentioned that Buda Baker has two interceptions. Both of those guys play the football in the air very, very well, so things are not going to be easy for whoever is playing quarterback this game for the Giants, if it's McCoy or if it is Daniel Jones. No, the... Patrick Peterson isn't the same player he used to be. He he is on the wrong side of 30. He's been in the NFL 10 years, and it's showing. Yeah, but he is still a good defensive back. And Drake or Patrick, Byron Murphy, their other two corners, they're not bad. Yeah, they aren't as good as Peterson. They aren't as good as certainly not as good as Peterson has been throughout his career. But they're good enough, and they're good enough to allow the Cardinals to do some interesting things with their defense, similar in some ways to what the Giants do in their defense by disguising coverages, being opportunistic, disguising pressures and sending pressures from places you might not expect. It's, as you say, the receiving windows are probably going to be pretty tight for the Giants. And whoever is playing quarterback is going to have to be careful deciphering this defense's coverage scheme and careful in how they attack it because it wouldn't take a bad mistake to see the ball going the other direction. And some of the other names in this group, Byron Murphy's not listed as a starter, but he is still a a talented young player at corner. Additionally, Jalen Thompson, you see some good things from him. Just because we didn't go into full detail when talking about them does not mean that they do provide value, but the group as a whole, I think, plays well together. They play cohesively. We can't exactly say the same thing for this Cardinals defensive line. It's pretty easy for them to be contained. When you watch them on tape, I see a group that does not possess an alpha player. I see a group that has a bunch of okay guys that do their job that don't create a lot of pressure and penetration. They can slow down opposing run games, but they are not a group that is overly dynamic. They allowed 110 yards to New England in a game that they lost. And the big thing for me here, Chris, is that they just do not have a good player to be their number one go-to pass rusher since losing Chandler Jones. Right now, the leader in sacks on this team is Hassan Reddick, who is an off-ball linebacker. He is not a guy that you want to be your primary pass rusher, and he certainly is not. They brought in Marcus Golden, but this group is not good at getting after the quarterback. No, they don't have... Somewhat similar to the Giants, they don't have that speed guy who, particularly without Chandler Jones, who can really scare blockers, who can force offensive lines to roll their pass co- pass protection one way or the other, who can, when you need to get off the field, when you need your defensive line to make a play, they don't have that guy who can just step up and make a play. Like you said, they've got actually a few former Giants in their defensive front. They've got more Marcus Golden, they've got... Uh, Devin Kennard. They have uh, Josh Morrow, who was a giant up until recently, went to go, like Marcus Golden, went back to Arizona after being brought to New York by James Betcher. While these guys are okay uh, secondary rushers, they don't really have a primary rusher, a, as you put it, an alpha in that defensive front group. And it does show. Now, they are able to compensate for it with their 
coverage and designing scheming pressures but when it comes to just playing straight up four-man rush maybe maybe a five-man rush they don't have anyone who can just take over a game especially not with Chandler Jones injured and they definitely need him they're a different defense without him no it's a very uninspiring group it's a it's a group of guys that just don't have that alpha player like I said they don't have someone who can take over a game and I would very easily argue this group is far less talented than the group that we saw last week against Seattle and that was a major concern for us we're not concerned because it helps the Giants but a, a major point that we brought up when they were playing Seattle so I would argue expect that the, the Giants to go back to a similar game plan facing a team that has a, a pretty good secondary to run the hell out of the football and then try whoever starting a quarterback. It, it I would bet it's probably going to be Colt McCoy, but if they have to, or if, if Daniel Jones is available, they will probably play him, but they are going to do whatever they can to keep the ball out of whoever's playing quarterback's hands too much and continue to do what has worked. Running the football, running the ball hard, running a lot of inside rushing plays and picking up a lot of your yards that way. Yeah, like we said when we were breaking down the Seahawks tape, that is the Giants' formula for success right now. That has been the Giants' formula for success over the course of this winning streak. Giving Wayne Gallman the ball, letting him pound the rock inside, wear down defenses, and not put the ball in danger of being turned over or taken away. And really, that helps out the Giants' defense. It's enough to score enough points for them to win. All right, folks, that is going to be it from us here on the Chris and Joe Show. Be sure to go and hit that subscribe button. Also, follow us on social media at Big Blue View, at Joe DeLeon, and at M, uh, Raptor MKII. You'll hear from us on Sunday after the Arizona Cardinals game and also on Saturday for our typical uh, scouting report show that we do every single Saturday. Thanks for tuning in, folks. We will talk to you soon. to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder but you don't need a miracle to hit your goals you can just use hubspot because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier imagine this high quality leads fast closing deals wildly happy customers and more benchmark breaking quarters it's not a miracle it's hubspot visit hubspot.com to get started today